You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Okay, tonight we want to go further. Let's pray that we do a bit of things that are important so I don't forget them. So we said the faith life or the life of faith is a life of obedience to all of God's word, all of the time, all of the circumstances, and all of the seasons. Now, I want to mention briefly what is faith used for? We've been saying here, there's a statement that is constantly coming out here. Faith is not just for those... Um, you know, braggadas, you ask that, you know, you just do something, they say, ah, this person did, acted in faith, he did that. It's part of it, but it's not all of it. Praise the Lord. So faith, yes, is for doing the impossible. Praise God. Faith is for accomplishing the impossible. Mark eleven twenty two. when our Lord Jesus Christ said, have faith in God. What had happened there? Our Lord Jesus had cursed the fig tree, and the fig tree, the disciples saw the fig tree dried up from his roots. So when they saw it, they marveled. How could this happen overnight? Not as if he even took time. And our Lord Jesus Christ said to them, have faith in God. And verse 23 says, for shortly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be what? Be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, will do what? have whatever he says. So faith moves mountains. Praise the Lord. Very important. Faith moves mountains. And I pray that we'll have time to address that very importantly because learning now to obey God in all circumstances, in all situations, will bring you before mountains. In obedience to God, you will be confronted with mountains. In your office, in your finances, in your relationship, it will just be something that is impossible. But you know what? It is in those moments that God divinely intervenes. Are you with me? But faith, that is where in those moments, that mountain, you see that that mountain will shift because you have been acting in faith. Praise the Lord. So faith is for those impossible acts. So the Bible says, for with God, all things are what? Possible. All things are possible. Faith is used to accomplish, to do the impossible, to move. So somebody you are here tonight, or you've been following, and there's a situation before you that is impossible. You need to bring your faith to it. Praise the Lord. You need to challenge yourself and remind yourself that because you're a person of faith, this thing will shift. This thing will move. This man will bow. This door will open. That employment will begin. That job, you will do it. That target, you will accomplish it. Why? You by faith, because you believe in God. Praise the Lord. So faith is for accomplishing the impossible. Luke 17, 6, it also says basically the same thing. Praise the Lord. It says, the Lord said, if you have faith as what? A mustard seed, what can you do? You can say to this mulberry tree, what? Be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea. And what will happen? It will obey you. For some of us, this is a word concerning an infirmity, a sickness concerning a situation concerning something that you're facing now you can speak to that situation by faith praise the lord 
You can speak to it by faith. You come to an office for an institution and they say they've never done such a thing. It's okay. Go back and in the place of prayer, begin to address it by faith. And what the Lord says there is that it will do what? It will obey you in Jesus' name. However, that does not make a man live an act of faith. You know the time span that the Bible covers? And you know the miraculous things that are covered there? If miracles and acts like this were per second, do you know how many Bibles that we need to record? Even though it doesn't record all. But beyond this moment where we need to move mountains, faith is also to obey God in difficult situations. Praise the Lord. I'll give you an illustration now. The same Mark, yes, let's remain in the same Mark. Mark 11, 25 to 26. I need to be there, so I'll take it the way it is. Now, notice something there now. Our Lord Jesus Christ said in verse 22, Have faith in God. For shortly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be what? Will be done. He'll have what he says. He says, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now the next word there is what? And. Verse 25 begins with what? And. Now if I say to you, the money I'm going to give you, GD, is going to be 5,000 Naira and $5,000. How much am I giving you? If you went to my P and he gave you only 5,000 Naira, will you be clapping and going? And means it's not complete. Now, and I want you to read what and says here. After you have moved mountain, it says, and whenever you stand praying, eh? if you have anything against anyone, do what? Forgive him that your father in heaven may also do what? Forgive you your trespasses. You know what this is saying? It's saying the same faith you use to move mountain, you also need to use it to obey me. So when someone says, I'm a mountain mover, but does not obey God, he doesn't have faith. It cannot be this faith. Jesus, in the same vein, he said, have faith. The same place where he says, have faith in God to move mountains. He's saying that faith also, you will need it to obey me. This is one illustration. I'll show you another illustration, very interesting one also. Let's go to Luke 17. We'll see it there now. In Luke 17 verse 1, our Lord Jesus speaking here says, It is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. It will be better for him if a millstone were hung round his neck and he were thrown into the sea than he should offend one of those little ones. He said, take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, what should you do? Seven times in a day, he returns to you saying, I repent. What should you do? You forgive him. Now, that prayer of the disciples, Lord, increase our faith. It did not come when it was to move mountain. It was when Jesus said, you will forgive your neighbor 70 times 7 in one day. They say, ha, okay, you need to promote us in this thing. Are you understanding them? It means these disciples understood what faith was. It was at this point that they say, Master, increase our faith. How many people in our generation have gone, thank God for getting, I was so happy today at our lunch hour fellowship. Somebody in the lunch hour fellowship said, pray for me that I will forgive somebody. I said I'm a good pastor because this person is learning Christianity. How many prayer points do you see in a normal environment? Say, Lord, help me to... No, it's kill my enemy. 
This is, is the response to forgiveness that the disciples said increase our faith so anybody who doesn't understand this doesn't understand what faith is yes we use it for the impossible acts for the mighty thing for demonstration but we also use it for the obedience you know why because it's based on this that that scripture Lord Jesus Christ said many will say to me on that day did we not cast out devils in your name did we not do this he'll say depart from me I never what knew you the casting out of devils is a demonstration but my obedience which is better than sacrifice she never did it was in response to this that they said master <laughs> increase our faith so somebody here you're married to some maybe your husband you know is uh, something else <laughs> Lord Jesus do what increase or maybe it's your wife you say Lord Jesus do what that's it it. So faith for the impossible, but faith also to obey God in the difficult challenges of life. You know that you can't walk in the civil service and, and not be confronted with this. Every day say, Lord, increase my faith because you need the money. We saw them discussing minimum wage, 27,000. That's what they use to fill their car tank. But that's what you're going to earn. You need faith not to, to steal money. Praise the Lord. You need faith. So that's what this thing we are learning is about. We want to learn the truth. Not the things that men have picked out to excite us. You know the other one is exciting. But if you've been a Christian for a while, you know that that excitement, you're even tired of it. Because it's like being a junkie. You're waiting for another Sunday for the pastor to go, Oh yeah, oh yeah. Monday afternoon, where was the whole year? Praise the Lord. So faith for the impossible, faith to obey God in the difficult things of life, and then faith to do the routine things. This one is shocking. In the same Luke 17, let's see what happens there. Verse 7, we, we looked at this a couple of uh, midweek services back. Jesus here, responding to their request to increase their faith, said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mount, to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it will obey you. You see another and there now, verse 7. Can you see there? What's it? And. So see what our Lord Jesus, the master teacher is doing here. He's making sure there is no confusion. He's tying it together. He has said to them, with this faith, you can do the impossible. Look at the next thing. He said, Let's read it together. And which of you, having a servant, plowing or tending sheep, will say to him when he has come in from the field, come at once and sit down to eat? But will he not rather say to him, prepare something for my supper, and get yourself and serve me till I've eaten and drunk and afterward you eat and drink does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him I think not so likewise when you have done all those things which I commanded you say we are unprofitable servants we have done what was our duty to do now look at this I'm asking you to increase my faith you're giving me examples of using faith you say with this faith I can speak to the mulberry tree be pulled up and be thrown into the sea and then you're telling me that with this faith also as a servant when i come back from the field i should stand at attention and wait on my master and when i finish waiting i should keep standing and be smiling i need faith to do the routine things i need faith is the master that is saying it he say and he says and so i need faith i'm the husband 
I'm the wife, I'm the employee. I need faith to give that my employer what is due him every day. As long as I'm working in that place, I need faith to continue. The, my, my employer might be an unreasonable man, a wicked man. And I think Abigail told us, he can imagine Abigail surviving neighbor. The man was a beast and all of that. But Abigail used faith to outlive him. And God rewarded her. He took away a beast and gave her a king. God expects you and I to apply our faith in the routine things of life. That, you see, one of the things you learn from here, please, I beg you, don't be quick to make commitments. I understand Momichi was talking to the joyful people. Don't be quick to make commitments. And if you do, if you can't keep it, withdraw. You come and tell somebody, on your honor, as a scout boy, I will be doing this every day. If you don't do it every day, you don't have faith. Ecclesiastes says, why do you go to the house of the Lord and your mouth is running? You're making, you say, when you go, learn to listen first. Don't make promises. Why should you make vows that you will not keep? It takes faith to be faithful. That's what Jesus is saying here. With this faith, you move mountains. But with this same faith, you do what you have committed to do. And when you finish doing it, don't say nobody noticed me. Just say, I've done only what I committed to do. Imagine if every Christian were like that. Truly people of faith, not people of noise. Yeah! Noise. When you live that kind of life, <laughs> let's come down to um, Genesis 37. Now. This is what Joseph understood. So in the life of Joseph, you see all of this. You will see the miraculous, which was you know, shown by the interpretation of dreams. But you will also see the routine. In fact, it took the routine 13 years. The mighty acts of God in his life, how many? Two dreams. Three. Two in prison, one outside. That's what changed his life. But imagine if he was waiting for that and was being a mean, faithless, complaining, murmuring Christian. He would never have gotten the opportunity. Praise the Lord, somebody. Genesis 37. That's where we stopped. So we stopped in um we stopped where we saw his father making a projection genesis 37 33 i'd like if you have your bibles to have it open you know so you can come as we go genesis 37 23 and he recognized it and said it is my son's tunic a wild beast a wild beast has devoured him without doubt joseph is torn to pieces and we have learned that he was wrong even though the, the many years ago we looked at the theme contrary to evidence, I think the message should still be available. It will be a blessing to you if you can get it. Contrary to evidence. So Jacob tore his clothes, put sackcloth on his waist, and mourned for his son many days. And all his sons and all his daughters arose to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, For I shall go down to the grave to my son in mourning. Thus his father wept for him. Now the Midianites have sold him in Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh and captain of the guard. His story continues in 39. So let's move to Genesis 39. Genesis 39 says, Now Joseph, verse 1, had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. Now look at the first line of verse 2. What does this say? The Lord was with the Lord was with Joseph. We learned a few weeks back, a few months back, I think, what is the proof that God loves me? 
Now, I want you to see what is going on here now. Joseph had this dream. And like our sister reminded us, what was the interpretation they gave? His father and his brothers and his mother will bow down to him. Now, when they are taking him away from them, what do you think will be going on in his mind? So this dream is no longer going to come to pass. And Joseph must have prayed. Joseph must have bound. Joseph must have loosed. Joseph must have kicked. Joseph must have cried. He must have shouted. All of that, did he stop him from being taken there? No. Let me tell you something. There are some prayers you prayed that seemed like they were not answered. The truth is that they have been answered. It's just that their maturity has not come. Praise the Lord. Let me pause here and tell us something. You see, like um, um, our, our brother uh, Levi made mention. Please, read the Bible for yourself. Oh. Even what I teach you, eh? make sure you can read the Bible for yourself. Because men are mean. If I are not mean, it's not their fault. The devil is old. And the Bible doesn't call the devil foolish. You know what the Bible calls? Wise. Now, when someone is wise and is a deceiver, that's a dangerous combination. People have taught people that when you pray, don't say the will of God because it's the will of God. Now, who would have told Joseph that it was in his will that he'll be sold? People are backsliding because they've, bound, they've tried to hold God. They don't care about his will. But let me give you two points that you should consider. Our Lord Jesus Christ, when he taught us a, a pattern prayer, what did he say we should pray? Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy kingdom come thy will. Why did he put that? If you don't need his will again, it's now your will. You are God. God is your servant. You see, people can take all kinds of sins. and say, don't pray if it be. If you pray if it be thy will, you don't have faith. Eh? Jesus didn't have faith, Abby. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy, thy kingdom come thy will. They say, don't pray his will. Just call what you want. If it's the car you want, if it's the wife. The wife you're calling, do you know whether God knows she has a, 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 some sickness and will die tomorrow? What do you know that you won't submit to his will? A couple of years back, I was ministering someone, and I told them, there's somebody here. You're crying because you didn't buy the car you wanted to buy. God delivered you from kidnappers. What do you know? If you bought that car, they would have kidnapped you because they were watching to see your financial progress. What do you know? Men just become all kinds, and they teach, you know, nonsense. No, God will just call it, just call it. Joseph would have bound and loosed. I'm not going, I'm not going. Imagine where they'll be pulling him like a goat, and he'll be struggling. Not knowing that God was waiting for him in Potiphar's house. He said, and he was there, and what? The Lord was with him. Let me give you another one to drive home that point. The Bible says, with God all things are possible. That's what many people use. With God all things are possible. With men impossible, with God all things are possible. Now, when Jesus was praying at the Garden of Gethsemane, what did he say? He said, Abba Father, for with you all things are what? Didn't he say the same scripture? And what was possible for him? For him not to go to the cross. Abby, did that possibility make God not to take him to the cross? So Jesus needed more faith. Ask them. You know what the same Jesus who is our master and Lord said? Father, but if it's not your will, if my will is not your will. You see, will, there are many wills. 
and what we want is his will not what we want what the wise wants so the master himself said what father i know all things are possible for you but this one i don't even want it to be possible for you if it's not your will don't do my will and then so a human being will come and be telling me that when i pray you know let me become a billionaire whether it's your will or not i don't care i claim it i catch it no his will might be that i live a quiet life in contentment in peace raise my children and my great-grandchildren who will be instrument and you don't know you're not god and these are things that men when they learn it the space won't take them again they're walking like this please read your bible praise the lord somebody read your bible and let the holy spirit teach you what is in his word not people speaking pompous words that scripture is mark 14 you can put it on the screen so we just see it for emphasis for somebody who doesn't know their account mark 14 36 abba father all things are possible mark 14 36 and he said abba father what all things are possible for you what did he say take this cup away from me nevertheless not what i will but what this is jesus praying and then they'll come and tell me that i shouldn't pray it and the account they used to do it is the leper that came to jesus you know that said master if you're willing you can make me clean what did jesus say did he say why did he ask if i'm willing he said i'm willing so what's the problem if i'm asking him his will if it be that if it's his will he'll do it. besides if it's not his will will i break his hand to do it why do we like deceiving ourselves people just want people to think something else if it's not his will will he do it so is it not better better for you that you know that maybe it's not done because it's not it? praise the lord so the bible says we're in verse 2 please of genesis 39 the lord was with joseph and he was a successful man and he was in the house of his master the egyptian you might not be where you want to be but if god is with you you're in the right place you might be where you think is a good place if god is not with you you're in the wrong place he was a successful servant houseboy praise the lord so when someone tells you you must be ceo you must be this year everybody in the father's church will be a ceo he's deceiving you because it's not every ceo that god is with some will be ceos some will be drivers that the lord is with them some will be cooks that the lord is with them some will be nannies that the lord is with them are you understanding scripture joseph was there and he was successful and heaven was saying you are right where we want you to be somebody lift up your hand and say lord i want you to keep me right where you want me to be it doesn't matter what i wish keep me where you want me to be let this be my testimony that you are with me and i'm succeeding in the assignment you have given to me in the name of jesus he was in the house of his master Part of the problems we are having as a country and as a nation now is that service is being belittled. Nobody wants to serve again. And all these uh, money magic things, MMM and you know, they, uh, you know, some things that just happen. Someone will come and say, you'll never work for somebody again. You'll never work for somebody. If you buy this, it's trick. They're appealing to your greed, to your slothfulness. You never work if you get into this uh, yeah, forever living or for whatever. The people who are producing the product you sell, are they not working? Are they spitting it out? Are they the spider that is spinning it? 
Do you understand? I mean, people just, I don't know how, sometimes they, say, so you'll never walk again. And then the, you just carry, you say, if you get into, you'll never walk. How about, the driver that is distributing the product, is he not working? <laughs> service is being belittled. And once service goes down, greed is what will go up. And when greed goes up without service, it's crime. Kidnapping will increase. All manner of crime will increase. Because people are no longer productive, but their desires have been enlarged. May the Lord deliver us. In Jesus' name. So the Bible says the Lord was with him. And, you know, we jump quickly because of our time. And um, he was serving. He found favor. The Lord blessed Verse 5 says, so it was from that time, okay, let me read down, it's a very beautiful, and his master saw that the Lord was with him, and the Lord made all that Joseph did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him, then he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had he put under his authority. So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house, and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Praise the Lord. 6 says, Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. We'll come back to that. Can you see Joseph's testimony in the house of Potiphar? God blessed Potiphar because of Joseph. Child of God, if you're a believer, where you're working should be blessed because of you. It should concern you that you're not bringing the power of God, the mercy of God, the prosperity of God to your workplace. Don't go to work with an eye to draw whatever is there for yourself without having a view to be a blessing there. It's not Christian-like. You are salt. You're light. Praise the Lord. These are prayers that are according to God's will. Not you're walking in a place and every day you're praying, make I blow, make I blow, make you blow. The man who employed you, what about him? He's paying you salary, he's paying rent. He's putting machines and all of that for you to work. The Lord blessed, this is the pattern in the scripture. Even as terrible as Laban was, God blessed Laban's business because Jacob was there. Say, may the Lord bless where I walk because of me. Listen to me. The scriptures cannot be broken. No. Eh? If you're not faithful in another man's home, who will give you your own? That's why many people are struggling. You walk somewhere and throughout the time you are walking there, you wanted your own. And then you pulled out to start your own. You will reap what you have sown. Praise God. That's, this is scripture. I mean, these type of things don't excite people when they come to church, but this is the Father's church. Praise the Lord. This is scripture. God blessed the house because of Joseph. I was somewhere and pastors were saying that they are now teaching their people they have to get alternative sources of income and all of that. There is nothing wrong with that, but I can't teach you that. Because that's not what scripture. God didn't bless Joseph because he was selling recharge card in Potiphar's house. It's not scripture. If you know that God is a rewarder, then you will put in, and God said, he said, that place where you're walking, he says, serve there as unto the Lord. Do you know the truth? Even if, God forbid, even if you're working for the devil's son, do you know that the devil's son belongs to God? Everywhere you walk is still God's son. And he's the rewarder. He knows what you're putting in there. And please, before you get too angry with me, if you don't like where you're walking, quit. Try the unemployed market. 
Because somebody here is just, well, I said I didn't want to come tonight. If you don't like, quit. But this is scripture. I mean, I can't deceive you. I quit where I was working when I couldn't handle it. So I'm not telling you what I haven't practiced. I was working in somewhere, I had fever and all of that. But at the time, it, it, I, I didn't agree. And when I knew I would go to this place and not put in my best and not do what I should do, I said, I'm going. Praise the Lord. So this Joseph verse 6 says, Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. Praise the Lord. This is a very nice one. Our time is gone and I don't know, I, I might not be able to continue with this on Sunday. Not that I'm stopping, but our time is going. Praise God. He said, Joseph was handsome in form. How many of us want to be sisters? How many want to be pretty and cool and all of that? Men, how many of us want to be cool? Hallelujah. Joseph was handsome in form and appearing. You know what? He didn't help him. He didn't help his work. It was wahala for him. You know, there's this movie. I, I, interestingly, I've not seen, I, I never got, got to see the movie, but the line there was very interesting and captivating. I think it's um, one of the first um, African magic movies. What was that movie? Living in Bondi. When the man said that he wants to be big, so his friend told him, that is this type of money I made he saw an old classmate who had become very rich so he was excited and following the friend knowing that they killed people sacrificed relatives to make the money just told the friend can you carry it so you want to be the finest can you carry it Joseph was handsome in form and appearance six pack all of that he didn't bring him a blessing. He brought him wahala. This is scripture. Hallelujah. Oh baby, you're the finest. The finest means that, you see, if you're very ugly, the one man that will come to marry, you can be sure he's genuine. <laughs> but if you're the finest, you won the beauty competition. So all the men in that environment, you're the winner. And out of all of them, only one can be your husband. So be final, praise the Lord. Inform an appearance. But make sure you take your spirituality to the level where it matches with your beauty. Where there is danger is where there is beauty in form and appearance and there is no content. The Bible says you become like a nose gold piece in the, in the nostrils of a pig. Beauty with anointing is powerful. With character is powerful. You'll be a blessing. The same thing with money. I'm not against money. I'm sure you know that. But the truth is that the only thing Jesus said you can't worship God together with is money. And I can tell you that many more poor people are in heaven than rich people. So there's nothing wrong with you. But just be sure. Because it was Joseph's. It wasn't his nothing else. It was his beauty. And this woman said, my husband is not like this. I need to have you. And if you read that story, the Bible says she kept pestering Joseph daily, daily, daily. She wouldn't give up. Are you ready for some people are choosing? Maybe it's time to get ugly. Until when she had to get aggressive and, you know, pull his clothes and all of that. So these are lessons we'll learn. And in their confrontation now, we see what happened. Let's go down. It came to pass after these things that his master's wife, verse 7, cast longing eyes on Joseph. And she said, lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, look, 
My master does not know what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? We've said it here. I've heard people who say, I cannot do this. My church forbids it. Once the devil hears that, they'll know that you're a candidate for falling. I cannot do this, my father. Mm -mm. I cannot do this, my pastor. Mm -mm. I cannot do this, my friend said. Mm -mm. The only revelation you will have that will make the devil know that your case is difficult is when you say God. Because your church is not omnipresent. Your pastor is not omnipresent. Any other person you're talking about, in fact, the people you're talking about can even fall the next day. But when you say God, what argument can be brought against God? If, do you know why Joseph didn't say Potiphar won't be happy? The woman would have brought evidence to Joseph that Potiphar is also sleeping with the house girls. Do me, I do you. People make arguments that can be defeated in customary court. Not even appeal court. Ah, you see, the, way, the reason I, I don't want to do this is because, uh, no, God, he said I cannot do this great week against God. What can you bring against that? Not even my family name. If you had mentioned his family name, the woman says, is it not your family that sold you? The reason a man, a woman, walks in the path of righteousness is because of God. And this same God says, I will reward. He says, I'm a rewarder. So you can serve men, you can keep yourself pure for a man's sake, and he will never regard it. But when you do it as unto the Lord, God will take notice of it. May the Lord give us grace in Jesus' name. Say, may the Lord give us grace in Jesus' name. Okay, let's move quickly. So this was her answer, and we know the story. It landed him in prison. Okay, you, you would wonder what was in his heart at that point when he was running away. Should he come back? If he runs, there is danger. And Potiphar, I, I've told us here, Potiphar was the chief executioner of Pharaoh. That's Potiphar's job was to kill for Pharaoh. He was the person who handled the execution. So imagine offending the person that kills for those who offend Pharaoh. The Bible says, he that tries to save his life will lose it. But he that loses his life for my sake will keep it. That scripture must have been strong on Joseph at that point. It wasn't a joke. And for you and I, situations will come that will look like you're just going to die. But the truth is this, what I keep saying about death is this, you're going to still die somehow. I mean, the one that it sure is that you'll die of old age, maybe at 130 years, depending. 120 years. So why don't you die in something that is glorious? And I bless God for our sister Leah Sharibu, and I know God will be glorified in her life. Because she's saying to them, I mean, I would have still died anyway. You could release me, and I go back, and you know, on the road and accident. I mean, anything could happen, but if I have to die, let me die honoring my maker. So Joseph was aware of all of that and said, no problem. When Potiphar came, thank God, God restrained him. He didn't kill him. 
he put him in prison and when he put him in prison the bible says he put him in the prison that's verse 20 where the king's prisoners were confined do you know that even though joseph was going down that was his closest to his dream ever there are some places that you need to enter from the back door joseph entered the palace of egypt through the prison door you don't know the door that they want to take you in through and you know what will lead you to that door is not is obedience you just find yourself there it was obedience that put him in prison but they told us that that prison was the king's prison the wisdom of God where king the king keeps his prisoners that's where they kept Joseph so that there can be communication you know there was no GSM then the only way a message could go from Joseph to Pharaoh was that he met somebody who would meet him praise God and while he was in the prison the same thing came up Joseph was such a good servant that the master of the prison did what committed the entire prison into his hands again ask your neighbor where are you learning laziness from where are you learning you're not asking your neighbor you know where they're learning it from where are we learning this slothfulness praise the lord he said the lord was with joseph 21 and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison and the keeper of the prison committed to joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison whatever they did there was his thing the keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under joseph's authority because the lord was with him and whatever he did the lord made it what to prosper in prison let me say in prison that's what the anointing does the anointing it says causes us to triumph diffusing his fragrance in where every place that's what the anointing does in prosperity you're diffusing his fragrance in challenges you're diffusing his fragrance everywhere you, your car breaks down you're diffusing his fragrance you're flying first class you're diffusing his fragrance you know there are some Christians when they're in first class they backslide when they bring that wine the guy say this is champagne but it's in first class <laughs> some people are laughing I know what I'm talking about they're in the group of some people maybe it's not even maybe it's private jet and they just come they give everybody glass and they pour they give everybody you look you know it's alcohol but everybody they're giving glass and they're pouring this is private jet do you want to be the Mbweke you know what is Mbweke Mbweke is the village girl you don't want to be the Mbweke here so you know the Holy Spirit is saying don't drink that he said but daddy this is private jet <laughs> hallelujah no but that wasn't Joseph he was you know everywhere in prison you know diffusing his fragrance and 40 now says I'll try and quickly move and 40 says it came to pass after these things that the butler and the baker verse 1 of the king of Egypt they offended their lord the king of Egypt and Pharaoh was angry with his two officers the chief butler and the chief baker so he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard in the prison the place where Joseph was confined and the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them and he did what I want you to know the word serve I think the Lord is speaking to you and I service and he served them he served them he served them so they were in custody for a while somebody open Galatians 6 9 and read it for me please Galatians 6 9 
He says what? Let us not grow weary in what? While doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do. Now, this man served and served and served in Potiphar's house. Nothing better. Nothing good came out of it. People of God. If Joseph had backslidden, nobody could really blame him. Then he's put in prison. He begins to serve again. That's what the scripture is saying. He's saying, I will keep serving until my word. Due season. Pastor, you don't know how long I've labored here. If you're still laboring, it's because your due season hasn't come. When the due season comes, you saw the change. He became automatic at Jabota. He didn't have a chariot. He had a convoy of chariots. So ask me, why am I still serving? It's because your due season hasn't come. But the Bible says what? If you keep serving, it will surely come. Say to yourself, my due season is coming. In the name of Jesus Christ. It's coming in the name of Jesus Christ. Your due season will come in the name of Jesus. As you keep serving, it will come. It will come. God is measuring it. You know God doesn't forget. God is a God of numbers. One book in his Bible is called Numbers. Maybe you're supposed to do what you're doing for n number of times. And you've done it for five n minus five. Remaining five more times. Don't give up. Say to yourself, I won't give up. Praise the Lord. Okay, so this was what he was in. He was serving because it was what was required of him. I'm really going to try and round up now. So verse 5 says now, Then the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were confined in prison, had a dream. Both of them, each man's dream in one night, and each man's dream with its own interpretation. And Joseph came into them in the morning, and looked at them, and saw that they were sad. 7. So he asked Pharaoh's officers, who were with him in the custody of his Lord's house, saying, Why do you look so sad today? I'm going to stop here. The assignment given to Joseph was to do what? To serve them, isn't it? Have you seen, have you been to the hospital and seen how some nurses, most nurses, give drugs to patients? They give them those drugs as if sometimes they're giving dogs. You see, when you've seen somebody in a particular condition for a while, and it's your job, you just do it, you know, without emotion. Okay. Now, Joseph is to serve these people in prison. Prison that he was in, in not supposed to be in serving them was an obligation because it was a commission but to look at their faces and say why are you sad let me hear you say that's another level that's that's what faith does faith takes you over and beyond and do you know what it wasn't the service that brought him out to the service kept him until they they, they had that dream if he did not bother about their countenance, they would never have told him. If they never told him the dream, he would never have had something to recommend him to Pharaoh. Christianity is sweet when we get understanding. You know what was happening here? This man was overflowing in the fruit of the Spirit. Love, peace, joy, kindness, long-suffering, faithfulness. He was overflowing. So he came in the morning, fellow prisoner, to bring them breakfast and as he dropped their breakfast he noticed that their countenance wasn't the same and he, he stepped back it wasn't in his duty it was not his duty 
That's why our Lord Jesus Christ said, when you've done all you are supposed to do, don't begin to clap for yourself and begin to talk to God as if you wrote a check and he made your check bounce. Is somebody hearing me? He said, why is your countenance? And that's when they told him the dream. Let me tell us something again also, very important. You know, before this time, Joseph had never interpreted a dream. Your care and love for your neighbor will manifest gifts in your life. Let's rise on our faith. Let's rise on our faith. Father, we thank you. So many things have been said. I just want you to thank the Lord. Because the Bible says, the words that you speak to us, that spirit and that life. Ask the Lord, let this word work for me. Let me become a testimony by reason of the things you've spoken to me. Let everything about me change by reason of the words that I've heard. Let me change. Lord, let the spirit in your word, let it quicken me. So many things have been said. Some of them you may never remember. But that which is for me, oh Lord my God, let me receive it. 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 Let me receive that which is for me. May it never leave me. Let this word clean me. Let this word strengthen me. Let this word energize me. Let this word direct me. Let this word propel me. Let this word keep me. Help me, O Lord. I want you to ask the Lord. I want you to ask God, help me. This is your word. Our Lord Jesus prayed. He said, Father, sanctify them. By your truth. Say your word is truth. Your word has come to us as a church. Even for those who are not physically present. When they listen on tape. Let this word bring fruit in their lives. Let it bring fruit in this assembly. Let it bring fruit in the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let it bring fruit in our generation. In the name of Jesus. Lord help us. Lord help me. Let this word profit me. Let it profit me. The Bible says, when you want to turn to the left or to the right, you hear a voice. Let the words that I've heard tonight, let it speak to me. In that moment, in that hour, let me hear a voice saying to me, you heard it, receive the grace. You heard it. One of the things we find in that story is that the Bible says, God gave Joseph grace and favor. Showed him grace and favor. Tonight I'm praying for everyone here and every member of the Father's church for the grace of God to come upon you for the mercy of God to come upon you to enable you to live this life of faith in the name of Jesus Christ the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor let mercy be yours let favor be yours let it come upon us as a church so that we can live this life of faith bringing to fruition the purposes of God, the agenda of God, the counsel of God. Lord, someone is in a difficult situation now. And without your mercy, he will not make it. Without your mercy, she will not make it. Lord, we pray for mercy. We pray for mercy. Somebody's facing a mountain now. Lord, you say, by faith we'll move mountains. By your favor, let mountain move, oh Lord. Let it become doable. Let there be a way where there was no way. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we are thanking you. We are blessing you. You are God. You are but God. You are God. You are our God. You are our God. You are our God. You are our God. We worship you. You are our God. We worship you. You are our God. We worship you. 
Abba Father, all things are possible. Make us your witnesses. Make us your witnesses. By the anointing, Lord, enable us. By the word that you have spoken to us, enable us. Empower us to go from here, Lord, and be witnesses everywhere. Let your word come to fulfillment in our lives. Thank you, Lord our God, for in Jesus Christ's name we have prayed. We can say better amen. In Jesus' name we'll pray. In Jesus' name we'll pray. Thank you, Jesus. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.